0: Amen. Well, you may be seated. Uh, Warrior Youth, you're going to stay in here this morning, so just get comfortable back there in your seats. And um, I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Braxton, so just uh, get, take it away. Take it away. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: As you probably guessed, I'm not Pastor Mark. I I, I so love Mark and Christine. Aren't they wonderful people? Uh, And so uh, he told me that I was clear to go to about 1 o'clock. So uh, No, you don't want to hear that. I'm kidding. But uh, we're we're just going to, uh, I'm just going to share a little bit from my heart. I'm going to play some music. This is not a recital. So feel free to join in, raise your hand, sing, throw things at me, whatever you want to do. We're just, somebody said amen. Yeah, we're, we're not on the throwing part, Al, but we want, I just want you to, to join in and just, we, we're here to worship him and, and, and to lift him up. So I'm going to play a little bit and then share a little bit from my heart. This is my road Bible right here. As you can see, the cover is torn off. And it's in, it's, um, it's let's just say, this is the one I throw in my bag, and it's taking some wear and tear. So, uh, and, hope, and the only thing is the print is small. <clears throat> <laughs> so hopefully I can see it. <laughs> well, you know, you uh, know, Life is interesting, and uh, today I just wanted to encourage you uh, on something that my wife actually said, uh, because uh, it's been an interesting summer for us. God is awesome, but uh, life has challenges. I was talking to some people in the back, and we all are either going through something, we've been through something, or we're going to go through some things. Amen. And uh, my wife calls it the boom. She says, like, what happens when life goes boom, like Okay, I wasn't expecting that, and uh, that does happen. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Well, we recently got a boom. Uh, we were here uh, a few weeks ago uh, for a quasi-vacation. <laughs> we didn't really get a ton of downtime, but and um, this is part of the story that I'm uh, that I'm going to use to illustrate some things and. When we were here, Julian didn't come to church, my youngest son, because he'd been having some pains in his abdomen and uh, had struggled with keeping his food down and was losing some weight. And uh, he's 15, he's a teenager, and teens go through things, sorry teens, uh, hormones, stress, those kind of things, And but it just was kind of persisting, so we, uh, we took him to a, a gastro specialist and... Uh, they did an endoscopy and a colonoscopy and, a, and some biopsies, and uh, we had a boom. You know, I was at Daystar uh, about to play and do a show, and Sharon calls me, and she's crying. And I, I said, what's, what's going on? And she said, well, we got the doctor report, and uh, Julian has Crohn's disease. Well, um, you may be going, well, what's that? I haven't heard of that. Well, Crohn's is an inflammatory bowel disorder that is not cur- curable except God doing something, which he can. And we're believing that he will. But in the meantime, uh, we are medically doing what we need to do to help him, but it's, a, uh, it's quite complex. It's an autoimmune uh, disease that we're learning about, and it's something that you have to medicate your whole life, almost like being a diabetic. And so that was a boom. And we weren't expecting that because Julian's always been healthy. And we didn't even know whether a doctor was saying, hey, you know, it's nothing you can do about it. It's something that's in the genetic makeup and a virus or something just starts it. And it just wakes up and does things. And so um, we were like, okay, now, God, well, you knew this was coming. How do we deal with it? And so God just started sharing some things with me. And one of them is something that we just did, it's worship, yeah. Yeah. it's praise. You know, in Philippians four, 4 Paul talked about, uh, very simply, rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. Again, I say rejoice. And it's interesting that he didn't say rejoice when things are going well. He just said rejoice all the time, whether things are going well or not. And then I just started looking at all these situations. And think about Paul. He had definitely had some situations where he probably didn't feel like rejoicing. Then in Thessalonians, Thessalonians uh, I think it's chapter 5, verse uh, 16, he says, um, Rejoice always again. Pray without ceasing. and everything, give thanks. Wow. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies and test all things. Hold fast to what is good. So here's the gentleman who's definitely been through it, even worse than I have. And he's talking about rejoicing. He's talking about worshiping. He's talking about getting up in the morning, your feet at the floor. and Whoa! Rejoice. This is a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. So worship is one of the keys. And I encourage you, Sunday morning it shouldn't be the only time you worship. That's right, right. Come on. I put on music in the car, I, you know, I try to be safe now, but you know, I'm, I've got music on in the car, sometimes I'm just walking around, I, I go running, I'm worshiping, you can, because I know a lot of us don't have the, I was talking to one of the ladies about that. some people get up, and, I was with the Lord at four this morning, um, four to five, that's my rate, right that doesn't work for me, I'm not a morning person, I'm a night person, and uh, 4 o'clock, I'm getting into the next gear of sleep, you know. But those of you who are good at that, like my father-in-law, he's a 4.30 a.m. guy. He gets up, goes to prayer, and he's uh, he's in his 80s, and he's doing great. But that's not me. But find your time. Find your time to rejoice and spend that time and to worship. I put on music, and our whole family will just come in. We call it eating carpet. We'll get on the floor and just worship him uh, and uh, if you don't sing well, it doesn't matter. I if you're can. not like everybody
0: <laughs> I'm good in the shower. I can sing
1: in the shower now, but uh, except for that. Now that's that's point number one, and then point number two. Um, uh, we had to learn to surrender to God's sovereignty. God is sovereign, and you know, while I was uh, just looking at my phone, in a, in a secular dictionary, sovereign means supreme supreme authority supreme rank being above all others which we just sang in character importance excellence preeminence indisputable i love that so we had to step back and go okay god you are uh, you're in charge with this one you're sovereign you knew this was going to happen and that's one of the things you do when life gives you a boon: you worship and then you realize, you're, I'm not in charge anyway. Mm-hmm. God is. He's sovereign. The um, third thing that we uh, thought about was, there's a difference between belief and trust. Uh, I remember I was at one church and I had a friend of mine stand over to the side of the stage. It's one thing, I believe you're there, but it's trusting if I take a jump and expect you to catch me. you know. And God doesn't give you the whole story in your life. He wants you to believe in him, and then there are periods where he will make you trust. Because you can't do anything about the circumstance in your own abilities. And uh, I love this in Proverbs. This this has been one of my favorites for a long time, Proverbs 3. And you can just read over this and realize, whoa, some nuggets here. This is uh, just a few verses here, and then I'm going to play something. Proverbs 3, verses 5. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Okay wait, okay, wait a minute. This is the highlighted part. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, that's a bad habit for me. I try to figure everything out. You know, I'm like, I, I got, I, I, why is this happening? What's going on here? It's not my understanding that's important. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths do not be wise in your own eyes Uh Oh, fear the lord and depart from evil it will be health to your flesh strength to your bones honor the lord with your possessions which is what we're doing tithing offering and with the first fruits of all of your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine my son do not despise the chastening of the lord we'll talk about that in a minute uh, nor detest his correction For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Mm. He delights in us, but sometimes we go through things to help build us up. That's another point, and I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds, wisdom, are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire. Wisdom. We could use some wisdom in the world today. I talk to my kids all the time about exercising wisdom. And we'll even look at the newspaper headlines, and we'll go, you think that was a good choice? Think that was a good decision? You think some of the people who had the fireworks blow off in their hands, I said, you think that was good wisdom? You got. There was a football player that was uh, in line to make about 16 to 20 million dollars, but he decided to set off his own fireworks and lost a finger. Look, if I'm making that kind of money. I'm hiring somebody to do my fireworks. But anyway, God is faithful, and we can trust him. So I'd like to do an old hymn for you now. Uh, now, you young people, you may, oh, hymn, let's see, what is that? Uh, that's something like people told me about. Hymns were actually... Uh, something, uh, a song that was written to tell a truth about God. They're a separate type of music. There's hymns, there's worship, there's, hymns are specific, and I grew up playing hymns at an old, little Methodist church uh, in Lubbock, Texas, before my feet could touch the piano pedals, I was playing piano there. And so this is one that I grew up playing, and it's called Great is Thy Faithfulness. we had surrender to sovereignty, and we had trust. And here's another one: I had to renew my mind. Yeah. The Bible talks about, you know, when we, when we become Christians, we bring all this stuff in our brains and the way we think and what the world says and what the media says, and then we have to renew our minds. Uh, Romans, uh, I love this scripture. Romans 12, verse 2, and, um, says... It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Colossians 3 and 1 also adds to that and says this. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where God is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind. On things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We've not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and Uh, self-control. I I don't have any dogs or cats because I don't have time, and my wife always says, when the kids go, hey, can we have a dog? Her response is always, well, and when your father's out of town, who's taking care of it? And that always ends our discussion there, because she's not doing it, and they're not doing it. But I do have fish, and I noticed that uh, the mind I was just cleaning out the gravel one day, and I would rinse it out and pour the water out of the bucket, and the gravel looked clean. Then I would put some more water in there and swishing it around rinse it up, and more dirt would come out. And I kept rinsing, and it just kept coming out until I got until I just kept doing it over and over. And I realized sometimes there's layers to our minds, the way we think. We don't know what all is in there. We have to keep rinsing. We have to keep renewing our mind with the word. And uh, thinking, God, you know, I don't know how all this is going to work, but my mind needs to be renewed by your word. And as I'm renewed by that, I can accept whatever is coming down the road for me. So I'd like to do another hymn for you. This is from the um, a new recording that, that I, I think I had last time. but. I told you last time about a a guy named Horatio Spafford and the, the terrible tragedies he went through, and from that, he wrote a hymn called It Is Well With My Soul, and this is my version of it. his wife in a uh, tragic um, ship accident, and uh, after he lost, uh, I think it was four daughters, uh, he was crossing the ocean where the ship had sank, and they said, this is where it happened, and he penned those words, it is well with my soul. What a loss, but his thinking was, God, it's okay, you're in charge, it's all right, it's well with my soul. A couple more quick points before I wrap up. One thing I also learned is you have to watch what you say. You need to handle your boom differently than the world handles their bone. The world complains and gripes and talks and and we don't handle our boom the same way. I remember negative confessions are similar to I used to play basketball back in the day. <clears throat> uh, back in the day, it's been a while. used to run full court and everything. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, if you played a sport, but sometimes when the ball would leave your hand, you would know, that's not going in. That's a bad shot. But When it's leaving the hand, it's like, bad shot. And I've had that happen with negative words. The moment you say something, that's like the Holy Spirit will say Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you shouldn't have said that that was not a good confession why, why did you say that why did you well I guess this is just going to kill us or wow that was oh this is going to be awful this is terrible and that doesn't mean you don't recognize a problem but then where do we go from there um, I, I remember uh, speaking of how the world handled things the kids were watching a show one day a little cartoon show and there was this super the uh, super dog on there I don't know his name but he was this you know famous hero for the rest of the people the rest of the uh, animals and he was like super dog or something and uh, they were having a crisis and they looked at him and they said what are we gonna do what are we gonna do right now and he said I'm gonna handle this the way I handle all major problems that we run into and in the next frame, they showed him balled up in a fetal position crying. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because it's like, sometimes that's us. You know, as the leader of the household, that's all right, honey. I've got it covered. We're going to get through this thing. And then, oh, no, what's going to happen? Here? But it was just a microcosm of what can happen to us. And our church is uh, doing a thing on movies, kind of movie themed with sermons. And the last one they did was about the divergent movie. And after I left that movie, I remember going, that was spiritual. Because you're a divergent. Christ was a divergent. He had everything in him. He was dauntless. He was extremely intelligent. He was caring. He had candor. He had truth. So do you. You're a divergent. And you're a misfit. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: had
1: to tell my own kids, you're a misfit. You don't handle things the way everybody else does. It's okay. If you're the only one in your class not using all kind of profanity and being disrespectful to your parents and being disrespectful to authority and teachers, you're a misfit. It's okay. If you have to be a young people, if you have to be alone sometimes, it's okay. You can't run with the pack sometimes if that pack is not doing what God's told you to do. My kids are misfits, and I don't I'm not ashamed of that. Their divergence. They stand, they're not, I tell them, you're not better than anyone else. That's not the thought process. But you are different because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And this generation is a powerful one, but you don't always see that in the press. So it's okay to be a misfit, be a divergent, be who you are. So watch what you say. Um, next one, there's two more left. Um, do not handle this in your own strength. Whatever the boom is, can't do it by yourself. And I, I love this in the Hebrews here real fast. Um, Hebrews 4 and 15. For we do not have a high priest, and that's capitalized, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. You have a Lord and Savior that's been everywhere that you are, everything that you're going through failure, disappointment, frustration, people turning their backs on you, shame, all of that. He didn't sin, but he knows what all those things feel like in this world and coming at you. So you have a high priest that's got you covered. And this this uh, scripture right here, I've memorized this one, but I'll read it to make sure. I wake up in the morning with this one all the time, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Uh, that says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, uh-oh, wait Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's so much in there, I don't even have time being anxious for nothing, and everything by prayer and supplication, and being thankful for the challenge, and the peace of God. There are times, and there'll be things going on in your life, the storm will be swarming, and people won't understand, why is he so calm? Why is he just handling this? Why is he just, you know, we went in and talked to the doctor about Julian, and we're just there, okay, da-da-da-da-da, and... We'll work this out, you know, we'll be praying for this. We talk like that. We don't, we we talk, we'll be praying for him to be healed from this. Because we believe God can do that. You know. So, um, the peace of God, which surpasses all the understanding, will be there for you. And one last scripture before we move on. Uh, Because I tell my kids all the time, we'll be riding the school, and they'll say, I got a test today, we have this. I said, you don't go into these things by yourself. We tend to leave God out of things and don't realize he's there to help us in all of these situations. Romans eight thirty seven says, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Don't handle it in your own strength. Now, here's the last point, and it's a tough one. But we have the potential for growth due to our own trials. When the boom happens, you have a potential for growth. I tell my own music students this, do you realize that strength is built on resistance? Try weight training, picking up a pencil, you won't get very far. Resistance is what helps you get stronger. My son is a a track athlete, my oldest son, and he's ranked nationally uh, in the 200 meters, he's like fifth in the country, I'm bragging a little bit. He's heading to Junior Olympics next week in Florida, but I, I went with him to the weight room and You have to put the weight on there to make the muscles strain against that weight to get stronger. Music's the same way. You've got to play things that are more difficult than you can play. If you just play things you already know, you don't get better. There's resistance. I was reading a story that Miles Monroe had in one of his books about a sword. They used to take a sword, and they'd pound that thing and pound it, and they'd heat it up real hot to see what's in there. And then they'd put it in cold water... And the cold water would expose the impurities. and they'd, Oh, still impurities in there. Then they put it back in the fire and it'd burn it some more. And then they'd stick it back in the cold until all the impurities were out. And they'd go back and forth. Isn't life like that sometimes? You've got things inside of you and you get the, the heat's on. And you, oh gosh, I didn't know that was in there. I didn't, know I, could, I didn't know I couldn't handle that. I didn't know I got mad at God about that. The heat's on. The heat's, and you go into the cold and you go back and forth. Until God uses that to help you grow. Um, There's also a story about uh, uh, a guy that was out on a farm, and uh, he walked by, and there was a chick trying to get out of an egg. And um, he was a little kid, and so he's like, well, I'm going to help that chick. And so he broke the egg open for it and let the chick out. And the chick was flopping around there. And he told his, I think his uncle was on the farm. look, look, I helped the chick get out of the egg. And he said, actually, you killed it. Because it's going to starve to death. Because it doesn't have the neck muscles developed. now. It has to break out of that egg and use the muscles in its neck to get strong enough to live outside of the egg. And God put that all through nature. Nature's it struggles. It's got to struggle to live, and when 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 something hatches, it's got to break out and it builds strength from that resistance. So when we have these trials, it's all for our good. Uh, look at this, um, uh, James, right here. This you got to be ready for James because he'll throw some things at you that really uh, listen to this, my brethren. Chapter one, verse two, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, all of it, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. A little bit later, look at this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Wow. But then the, the another positive thing here is I wrap up. Look at Philippians here back there. 1 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So even though we're going through some things, God is right there working, 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 working. working. And he has given you everything you need to see you through everything that you're going through. So when the boom comes, and the other thing I I found out was sometimes people can't understand your boom because it's yours. You know, I've listened to other people, guess what's happening? My house was not the way i flood. And They're just going on and you're like, yeah, that's kind of tough. I'll be praying for you, but it's not my boom. So sometimes I don't, you know, it's like, it's tough, but all right, sorry, I've, you know, what do I do besides pray? And then I've even told people about Julie. You know, yeah, Julie, he's got this. And they're just listening to me like I listen to other people. Well, yeah, that's, that's a toughie. Well, uh, we'll be praying for that. Sometimes it's just you and God. Yes. It's just you, maybe your family, and God. Because everybody can't carry your situation, and you can't carry other people, but you can carry it to him. Yep cast that care upon him. Oh, wow. So, hopefully you won't have to go through anything like we're doing, but if you do, you can worship. You can surrender to his sovereignty. You can trust him. You can renew your mind. You can watch what you say. Don't handle it in your own strength. And you can grow. And that's what's happening to me. I'm growing. I mean, my wife and I look at each other and say, okay. There's times when we look at each other and say, you're an adult now. And I'm in my 50s. But there's still times when you don't feel like you're an adult. You're an adult now and you have to deal with certain things. God makes you grow. I'm going to get Cliff to come up here in just a second. But I wanted to just pray for you. everybody just bow your head for just a moment if you're going through a boom right now if you're facing some challenges and you came in today and you are oh you're struggling and it's okay to struggle you know, we want to put on the face of, I, yeah, I've got it all together. I'm marching with the Lord, and so it's all good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes people ask you, how are you doing? It's okay to say, not too great today. If that's you, it's okay. I just want you to raise your hand, and we're just going to touch and agree with you in prayer for your boom, for your challenge. I just want to pray for you. Get that cheer. Just lift up your hand. Thank you, Father God, for those hands that are lifted right now, for those people who are going through a boom, a challenge. Lord, you saw this coming. You're sovereign. You know all things. Right now, I agree with them. I touch and agree. I don't know what the problem is, but you do and lord meet them right where they are give them assurance give them peace give them comfort and give them answers give them wisdom if it's a medical challenge lord give the doctors wisdom and knowledge and let them know it with assurity that you are in this storm with them you are in the boat. As the boat's being rocked, you're asleep in the front of the boat, but when you awakened, you said, hey, no problem. No problem. Let them have support all around them. Let them have friends and family. And we are praying for them right now. Now, Lord, we declare, we declare your healing. We declare uh, answers to challenges. We declare answers to financial problems. We declare a positive outcome if it's legal matters. We declare healing in medical situations. We just put it all in your hands. And we say, you be glorified. You come in and show out, Father God. You let it be a testimony. You let it be a part of what uh, their, their life fabric is. That they'll be able to stand up and say, I was in this situation and God did X, Y, and Z. And Lord, we are going to trust and believe in you in the awesome and magnificent name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, come on up,
2: Cliff. <laughs> I want tell you what, what an amazing morning. Thank you, God. Okay, well, the pastors are well, and we want to also, they can, of course, they prayed before they left and let us know that they've come up with a mouth that we were, they're going to uh, help Tom with his ministry. And so, what we'd like to do in this last song, or is to search your heart, let the Holy Spirit tell you uh, how much above the tithe, the normal ties that you put in for an offering for Thomas' ministry. And uh, so, Tom. Houston, and you can drop it right in the box here or right in the back. Thank you. And uh, also in the back we have a booth set up with Tom's merchandise. Please uh, check that out. Plus uh, Tom will be available for signing, autographing his CDs and such. And uh, we'd like to thank you again, Tom. Yeah. What an amazing <laughs> <job you're doing. laughs> At this time I'd like to... Misses dismisses before I'd like to do. I would like for you to remember to go out
0: and